Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm going to say the good morning today to try to give you some inspiration. This is the little Quran. And I'm just letting you know that the little Quran is just, you know, going forward on another day. I had to, uh, you know, change my location for my norm, that, you know, in the morning because I wanted to give a, us a new demographic, uh, you know, uh, morning to be able to uh, start the day off, you know, with something different. I hope uh, this morning that everybody, you know, is doing well on this God's day. Every day is God's day, but Sunday is a special day for God. And uh, we like to say praise him and Allah, Buddha, and all of the factions that are the legion that keeps, you know, God's family strong and keep us going forward with some type of inspiration and positivity even though it's a bleak time because, you know, it is the end times for people to understand that if you keep the demon in your uh, grasp and hold, you won't make it through the maze and make it through these troubled times because, uh, you know, you have to, you know, separate yourself from that faction. So you will be a uh, entity known as uh, an angel and a God loving person and actually a God-fearing person because I fear God, you know, I feel his wrath. I feel, feel fear his wrath more than I feel Lucifer's torment. So we have tormenting demons in our, in our, in, on our squad and on our team as far as God's squad and team. But I fear God more when he is you know, angry and vengeful when we don't listen to what he's saying. I try to, you know, be a godly man as best as I can because, you know, I want to make it to heaven to be able to join my mother when the time comes. I don't want to induce anything, but, I, you know, I, that's my, you know, end game for me, you know, when God calls me home. So, you know, some people have priorities on what they do. Some people don't. But uh, I want to try to keep the you know priorities straight as far as what I do, so I can keep myself in a better place, um, in a better position with you know God and Jesus, and my mother. You know I want to you know uh, you know honor them in the best way I can on this earth. So uh, when I do join them, they'll know that I was not playing at all with anything that has to do with the biblical sense and God and, uh, you know, try to get um, myself into the heavens as best I can. Um, but what I'm saying to you now is this is for the ladies this morning. I want to say to you ladies that, you know, I don't know what your morality is, but it seems to me that you don't have any because if you're in there and you're still doing the norm that, you know, Joe Smalls and Art Rooney and all the factions in Pittsburgh are trying to tell you to do. And if you think that you're, you know, you know, shunning me because you don't want to show me any attention because of them. Well, you're the loser because you're hurting yourself. You're not hurting me. You know, I looked at the fact that ever since I've been into this situation and I can't get past it. I've only had one offer from one of you, from, from all the women that I know. And that goes for cousins, that goes for friends, and people that I've had relationships with. I've never had, I, you know, ever since you known that they murdered my mother at UPMC and I told you the situation, a lot of you didn't even answer me back when I texted you to let you know my dilemma and my situation. You know, and, you know, Deborah Tate, you know, what she does is she calls me and then when I, you know, can't pick up the phone or I'm not near the phone when I call her back, she doesn't pick up the phone. So, you know, phone tag and different things like that and phone games. I'm not going to get upset because you can't pick up the phone. I just called you to say I'm returning your call. I don't have time for your games. I don't have time for your Art Rooney shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just letting you know that you play too much. You need to grow up and become women, black women, and stop being white women in there for the white faction. Because the only thing they're doing is making a fool out of you and turning you against your black man that you should be trying to impress because he adores you the best 
that he can as a black woman, but after so much, when you keep on shunning him and playing games, you play out. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, because everything isn't about the white. Where's your black at? I would like to know where is your black at? Where's your queen? Your black queen, where's she at? I see you serve the master, the white man, very well. I see that. But where is your queen at? Because I'm going to tell you, when you're serving him, you're not getting any black credits. You're getting white woman credits. You're not getting black woman credits. And me, myself, I do not uh, like fake phony women that, you know, are in here portraying themselves as to be white women. And they're really black, but they're ashamed of being who they are. You see what I'm saying? So who's really actually playing the fool, ladies? That's all I want to know. Because one thing I don't do is play the fool uh, purposely. You know, somebody might try to make me out of the fool. And I don't like that. So I have to really strike back on that. But I'm not going to just stand up in here and play the fool because of the fact that they say uh, play the fool and be the fool. So you have to understand that, you know, that the black man in this country has it better, has it not, they, they, they have it worse than the, than the black woman. I said that once to one of my exes, you know, Glennie Martin, I said that once to her and she argued me down and said, no, there's no way black men, no man, there's no way man, the men have it better than the women. This is a man's world. No, it's not. As long the men do not have tits and vaginas, the women do. So that sometimes moves the world because the first thing that I see that the whites did when I, when they found out that I was, you know, really coming out with my music and doing everything and they wanted to really try to hurt me, what they did was they took my money from me. Then they went to the black women and told them, like Chelsea told him, there's no need for you to talk to Michael Dean because we have his money. And if you want him, if you want his money and if you don't love him, then come to an, come to us and get it. And isn't that what you did? You didn't even stand as a black woman and say, well, let me help my king get his money back. Coward woman. You know what I'm saying? When I would have stood with you and said, those crackers took your money. All right, I'm going to help my queen get her money back. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference between men, you know, testosterone and estrogen. Estrogen, you will go wherever the money goes. There's no morality. You won't say, well, that's my man. They got my man's money. No, you won't say that. And you won't come to me or come to any black man and try to talk to him and try to figure out some type of strategies on getting it back. You will cower and you will go with the white man because you'll say, I got to get my bills paid. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Forget the brother and forget the queen, the king that adores you even though you don't adore him. This is why I take the approach that I take when it comes to women. Women are fickle. You know, they're fickle women and they always think that their way is the right way when it's wrong. They don't want to listen to anything that a brother has to tell him that's good. Now, if a brother comes to him and tell him like, you know, you know what I can do is I can get his money and I can pay you. You know what I'm saying? Because I got, you know, some extortion and everything like that. And if I pay you, you know, you give me everything. She'll go for that. But if I say to her, look, you know, baby, help me war with these, with these people. And, you know, uh, I got some strategies on getting the money back. And, um, you know, when I do, you know, it's me and you against the world. They won't do it. They're not riders, they're dyers because they go and jump on the other team. You know, I watch you black women. I mean, through this whole process over these years, 42 years, it teaches you a lot about your black woman. Your black woman is as good as the money that you have in your pocket. You know, as long as you got it long, She'll stay along with you until it runs out or somebody takes it 
and uh, says, well, you know, I got this money now. Then you're gone. You're on to the next one. Like Jay-Z. You're on to the next one. You don't care if it's white. Any any color. You'll, you'll betray your own black man. You're in there betraying, you know, me right now as white women to try to keep your position. But it's really dwindling because... Everything that I, you know, in my power is going back to the black. It's not one of those things to where you're in there trying to salvage anything. For me, you're trying to salvage everything for you and the whites. You know, I know for a fact, you know, I was talking to Miss Martin and I knew what she meant. When she said black makes her look old. Wow, are you ashamed of what you are? You are old. You should be glad to be old. And didn't fold when you were younger. You know, or. You haven't gotten any experience from you being old. It should have taught you to be um, a little bit more better towards the black man. You hate the black man, but you love the white one. And that was your master that beat you with whips and uh, kept you shackled and chains, you know, your ancestors. And you're sitting up there hating me. You know, I need to really actually enlighten you on who you are these days. You know, you black women, you're a sellout and you sold your black man out. The men in there, they're, just, they're the only reason why they're in there is because they agreed to be white along with you because you wanted them to in order to get your deal. So what are you all dying as white people in there? Because my position is to kill you off and to have you look stupid as fuck. You know, that's my position. That's the only way that I can get the payback on you. Because Joe Small sold out a long time ago in Carolina with the white people that he was involved with at the airport that he worked for. So his position right now is a dying position because he never should have been in here acting like he was me. That's identity theft. And he sold the idea to you. That's identity theft, too. So you got a whole heap of hurt in here that you have to answer for things. And even you, Hoots. You're in here portraying yourself as me and you still can't find anybody to be Ross Perlman because nobody's an idiot and that's stupid to step out because if they do, they'll be up for perjury charges lying and saying there's a Ross Perlman when, in fact, Hertzberg denied and terminated Ross Perlman. And you're still, you came to my house with your cops and the Edgewood house, uh, Edgewood cops talking about Ross Perlman after that case was over with. When I went down to your jail, Hoots, I heard your uh, corrupt cop in the office while I was shackled before he took me to my cell. And I heard the judge downtown tell him, don't bring me down there because Ross Perlman was denied and terminated by Hertzberg. But he said O'Connell will, you know, uh, bring the Ross Perlman thing back. But he told him that another judge cannot bring a judge's ruling back. Even the judge that ruled on it can't bring that back. But they took me downtown illegally and detained me and arrested me anyway, violating my civil rights. That's not the first time. The second time, Hoots, is when I was in Wilkinsburg just recently and I was at the, sh uh, sh uh, sa um, what was it, Save-A-Lot. And uh, I ran into an old friend that I used to work with. Uh, Eric Thornton, Big E, I call him Big E. We all call him Big E. And um, he asked me, man, how's your mother? And I told him, I said, listen, man, I said, the, uh, you know, UPMC, they murdered my mother and these uh, sheriffs and these constables kicked open my mother's door illegally with the articles on the door. And when I was coming out the door of the save -a -lot, talking to him, I seen one of the constables down there extorting me with Joe that runs the outfit down there. They're all extorters. I said, and this guy right here kicked open my mother's door and they murdered my mother. 
So what he did was he didn't like what I said. I didn't give a shit if he did or not. He's a crooked ass motherfucking constable. And the shit he did, my cousin, uh, Kristen Constantine, did some things similar. And he got cattle prodded by the media and discommunicated as far as being a constable. They fired him. How come these guys are still working being constables and crooked constables and extortionist constables of Hoots and her court? Because that court, Hoots is not supposed to be residing at that court because she lost that position because she's in all types of corruption charges with Art Rooney. They open up the seat in Pittsburgh. They do the law the way they want to do the law. The people on the law, on the side of the law, break the law to enforce the law. She knows damn well that that property is mine and Joe Smalls used my money from my royalties to buy that property, Clark Street, Lexington, down in uh, South Carolina and all the properties around the world, even the resorts that he have in Dominica and other places. She knows that they want to keep this property going, but they want me to pay for it and they want me to pay for their babysitting jobs. That is illegal child prostitution. And illegal gambling, murder, and all types of crooked, underhanded things for you to be on the side of the law. This is the reason why I said that this country is on the wrong side of the law. And all those cases like uh, El Chapo, my cases, uh, even Robert Byers, that was ruled upon, upon uh, you know, as far as a court is subject to be overturned and thrown out because how could you rule on somebody that's supposed to be criminal? Not saying they are, but you're on the wrong side of the law doing it, running the Jay-Z deal with the extortion. See, two wrongs don't make a right. You can't judge on us. You can't judge us because you are in there being a criminal. See what I'm saying? So you're hypocritical. That means that all these cases for the last 42, 42 years are subject to be overturned if their lawyers are smart enough lawyers to either listen to me or they know the law. They know that this is extortion. So how could you say that you are a judge ruling on anybody when you're extorting? And Kim, you know you are a huge extorter for Art Rooney. So you shouldn't even be sitting on a bench. Hertzberg shouldn't be sitting on a bench because if you look at the docket, when he denied and terminated the uh, Hertzberg, uh, uh, the uh, Ross Perlman incident, he gave my mother a favorable. But at the same time, he said that I've terminated that or, you know, um, um, you know, did that and um, denied that. But the extortion won't stop. So in other, in other words, he's telling me that even though that I came down to petition in the court from you for them to stop bringing my mother down there for the Maybell Gray, that was a uh, another extortion way to get rent from me out of that household, because the sheriff's department told me when I went to give them disclosure on me filing these civil matters against Joe Smalls, they told me this is my bill, not my mother's bill, but mine. So you wanted me to pay two. So when I did that, you were pretty much telling me that you were going to extort me. And that meant that Ross Perlman was going, uh, not Ross Perlman, but uh, Hertzberg wasn't going to stop extorting me with his extortion network. And that was the cops and all the magistrates and all the people that kept uh, civilly, ethnically intimidating me and my mother through that whole situation, cattle prodding us. So Hertzberg is an organized crime judge and O'Callie because she acquired uh, guardianship while my mother was at UPMC with their, uh, their their council people and placement people and all of that to try to take the control from me, you know, saying about my mother's care and what to do. They kept me from that and shot her up anyway with that Pfizer bullshit and a lot of other stuff that, you know, melatonin and all these other things and morphine and different things like that. And I told them to not give her that stuff because we have religious beliefs and shooting her up with needles is not one of them. That Korean girl that was white Korean, she should have stopped right there, but she disobeyed me because she figured she had the courts on her side to proceed. 
So I'm holding UPMC's nurses and doctors responsible for my mother's murder. The only one that I will give credit for was Dr. Hassan in the beginning because he told me, Michael, he knew that these people at the hospital was going to do something wrong to my mother. And I felt it too because he told me, he said, Michael, if you feel that these these nurses are over um, sedating your mother, say something. And I did. And when I did, they called out the security and said that I was rabble rousing and they got me out the way so they can finish murdering my mother. Because for four weeks, I had to fight to try to get back into the hospital. And every time I came there, they lied and they made up all types of fictitious stories about me starting trouble. It's all on the camera. If I was combating or anything like that, you would have seen it on the camera. Every time I came on the property, they were right there to escort me back off, telling me I don't get it. So in other words, you made my mother your extortionist Mabel Gray with that other white Mabel Gray because you had my mother and they're white. Because when you took us out the house and took me to jail, when I came there the next day, I couldn't find my mother because you had her in there as a white woman. So that's racist at best. And you were in there taking my mother for everything because Joe had her with Chelsea in all kind of money-making deals, making money because you said she was your extortionist Mabel Gray and I was your extortionist Michael Dean. That is slavery. Now I'm here to bring you down and I'm here to make a citizen's arrest on all of you. If it leads back to the government, I will do that because they did say Orders came from the White House. Now, on the same on the same respect, we might have good terms in one way uh, because you fed me, but we still doesn't solve the problem because you have to give me my money. In order for me to see any good out of this, to try to save the country, because if you keep on with this extortion, you'll hand the country over to Putin and the emperor of China because they have the president and they bind in extortion. They have extorted him out of power. That's the reason why we don't have anything or any resources in this country because Putin's taken it. And the oil that we're getting now is not from the Middle East. It's from Putin because the country, Dr. Dre in the White House, has let the country been, I don't see how he got in that kind of control, has let the country be taken over by Putin and the business deals that he's getting uh, credit from, or he was getting credit from too, including cutting the deal as far as cutting El Chapo out of the way back in the day so the Mexicans can have the, the trade that you know that they're famous for most. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you don't get it together, uh, government and uh, political factions in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. And that's including you, Wolf. You all owe me. You make between all three of you, you make the same amount of money off of my music a year. And it's about a hundred million dollars that you make. And with the rulings earlier, and that's for all three of you, one Pittsburgh, one the state and one the feds. And you guys are in here trying to persecute me about me fighting for my own civil rights and my music that I have copyrighted in your copyright office. And you see my copyrights all over social media. And you see that the, the straight out of P-Town slogan, that's mine. I own it. I filed in 1996 to have the rights for that slogan. In the mid 2000s, Dr. Dre came out with a movie called Straight Out of Compton. And from that, he franchised off T-shirts for each city to say straight out of and make money. That's my slogan. If he stole my slogan, he stole my music, too. And he did. And he has it in his catalog and inventory. And so do you, United States of America, selling me off like a slave to the countries and the world and brokering off extortion deals for the music with them to make your extortion payments bigger. So therefore, you slaved me. 
You kept me and my mother in slavery and you didn't pay us. We didn't have Christmases to be able to exchange uh, presents because we had to worry about bills we shouldn't have been paying for. You murdered my mother and someone's going to be accountable for the murder of Mabel Gray. And I won't rest and it's not going to be a cold case. I'm not going to be like Hoots, who knows who the murderer of her sister is, but she's too chicken shit to say anything. She's a hypocrite because you got me in there on false lies trying to say that you own the property. You're just trying to extort it off of me because you know I have it and I own everything. You wanted me to go back to the properties. You had it all set up with the jails and you wanted me to go back to the properties, hanging around and bugging the people that's in there that you have as extortioners. And you had it all set up for me to have more troubles, but I didn't play your game. I stayed away. And I stayed away making you the fool and now everybody sees you're the lie because you keep coming in here like last night saying all this rabble rousing stuff, saying it's Michael Dane. You know, you played out. You played out without a doubt because you play the same game all the time. You don't have a good platform to stand on. So you always have to constantly do bad to try to make me look bad. But you're a stupid fool because I'm not doing bad. My bad is lighting you up now. See, I'm getting my bad that way. When you tell lies on me, I correct them by badly thrashing you with the truth. I don't have no respect for you. I don't have no respect for the judicial system because I know that you're running the extortionist deal that Jay-Z had with Pittsburgh, uh, Pierce, Dugan and all those guys signed off on that uh, extortionist contract and deal, but you don't see Michael J. Dean on there. But they're saying, that's my deal. That's a deal that you made on a old, very, very 42 year old project that I was doing years ago that I have manifested and morphed through so many millions of times to something else. I'm way out of range for you. Because that cornball shit that you're doing is just making you look stupid. You don't have nothing to mind. I'm not your extortionist anything. My mother isn't your extortionist anything. And Dr. Dre, we're not your investments, motherfucker. Because you didn't invest anything into me. You took my investments, motherfucker. And it's Sunday, but I'm an unorthodox angel. I have a little demon in me. See, this is why my disciples that are, you know, uh, my understudies, they understand the fact that when I ordained them into the holy disciples of the Lord, that they have a two-part way about them, kind of a yin and yang bipolar. And that is that they have a half angel and half demon. And their demon is a tormenting demon demon because it's a fallen angel that didn't really want to go with Lucifer. They loved God, but they were in Lucifer's legion. So they have a, you have a fallen wing, but it's a demon wing. And it's a fallen angel wing. I'd rather say that. And it's a tormenting demon. And what that means is God employed it because it still loves God. And it wants to try to be something that's closer to God and get the status of being an, an archangel one day. So, okay, half angel, half fallen angel. You know, half apprentice angel, archangel, and half fallen angel. So, that way, when it comes to uh, tormenting and thrashing and... Uh, demon killing. That's because you are the demon. You're holding on to the old ways. Even the church, even the Pope is holding on to the old ways, demonic ways. So in other words, you're telling me that you like that. You know, those movies that you have with the omen and the exorcist and uh, the, uh, the, the nun, very spooky, but there's, you, you, you don't have any balance Catholic church. It's okay to have your spooky side. Nothing's wrong with that. 
But where's your balance at on your angel? Where's God at? Where, where are you talking about God? You're not. You just only, only say, well, it's Christ that compels you in the demon movies. But where do you show anything that you're doing godly? Because you don't have a godly platform. The only platform you have is the demon platform. You don't have an angel platform. And when I try to, uh, you know, uh, talk to you about that, you don't want to take my position because you can't control it. You can't control nothing. You can't even control what you have. Look at you. You're busted now. You're all out of control and you're trying to salvage that and try to hold yourself together and stay solidary, you know, sol and solidary with each other, knowing that you're going down together. You know what I'm saying? Those that do not love Jesus and God, they all are a demonic fraud. You can't tell us that you love Jesus and you can't tell us that you love God because you're not correcting the mistake that Pontius Pilate made murdering Jesus. The only thing that you have, Catholics, is the murder, murder of Jesus, and that's not good. What have you done for people in, in humanity besides persecute people and say that Zeus is the God that everybody should look up to? Nobody's, nobody cares about your Greek myths. That's, you know, those are fictitious and, you know, those are uh, creations that aren't true. The Greeks want everybody to worship them as a God, but you're not a God. You're a fraud. And the church is a fraud too, because they do not accept the angels. But today we have the Methodists, the Mormons, the Protestants, the Baptists, the Latter-day Saints, and all of the other denominations going to church today and accepting that the fact that this is the angels. And they will put that down through their congregation and church as law. And they will be on the angel's side getting getting the angel blessing along with going for it with me and the rest of the families that do believe and know that I've changed the rules as of December 31st, 2001. I figured out the angels versus the demons and accepted the demon as the cause of humanity's problems and exited it. it bringing in the angel as being law. So when I changed it, coming into the new year, you guys still kept the demon going into, it's going four, four months now, five months into the new year, and you're collecting the angel money as a demon. So you owe us four months coming out the gate, and we want our money that you collected. You keep saying you want more, but you already took things that you shouldn't have took. We want more. We want, we want it all that you've taken because you shouldn't have been in there taking anything. It's none of your business, Catholics. You had your nose in my business taking my, taking my business apart with your holiday uh, auctions and different things like that with your church, taking my cloud, taking things that you shouldn't have taken and auctioned it off and extortion to pay for your organization. So, in fact, Pope, I want to tell you, I own your Vatican because your Vatican was collecting extortion money from me for years. So I ran your outfit. So, you know, the only thing about extortioners that they don't realize is when you're extorting people for a long period of time or whatever, and you get caught, then that person either... You have to pay them back all that money that you've taken or turn your organization over to them. Now, here's what I'm going to do. Since you want to be hard nosed about it, I own your organization. I own the Vatican. It's no use to me because it's a false prophet. 
and you all are in it being false bishops. Yes, cardinals, false cardinals, and false popes. So how am I do you like I do the football team with Art Rooney? I have no use for your church. I have no use for your false belief in God and your murder of Jesus. So I want to liquidate the Vatican for the proceeds in all of your Catholic diocese because you don't really do nothing with those things. You don't even go to church and pray and do things because you can't, because you have to explain the reason why you murdered God, murdered Jesus, God's son. And you're not trying to correct that in the angels. You want to try to do it on a bad platform with the demon. I broke it a good platform for you to do things in, but you don't want to listen to me because I guess I'm the black skinned nigger. Am I correct, Pope? And no one's going to listen to the nigger. Am I right, Pope? Because you, what's one thing about you, uh, Romans, you guys are uh, kind of full of yourselves. You know, like you're better than everybody. You're bougie. You're stuffy. You got boards up your ass. You know what I mean? And that's one, you know, trait for you that doesn't really suit you because you're saying to everybody that your religion is better. And even in the Spanish Inquisitions, you slayed those people into submission on accepting your Catholic faith. So anytime you got to kill people to accept your faith, then you are the demon. And your faith, your faith is a fraud. Because God don't slay people into accepting him. It's either you do or you don't. But if you don't, then you will suffer when the time comes for you to need God. He won't be there for you. Like now for you Catholics, God's not there for you. You embrace Lucifer. That's your God. You worship him because you won't take none of the angel and put it into law in your church and know that getting redemption for what you're Pontius Pilate did to Jesus murdering him is in the fact that you're going back to the church and asking God for forgiveness for you being stupid and listening to the Jews and the rabbis on murdering God's son. See, the Jews and the rabbis are smarter than you because they convinced you to commit murder for them. So you're trying to act all arrogant like you're better than somebody black. You're stupider than me. Because I might do some stupid things. I don't make it a rarity. and I don't make it an often thing. But I, don't, I won't commit murder for uh, the Jews. I'll tell them to do it themselves. See, I have to break you down to who you really are, Catholic and Roman. I see why the Protestants fought you. The Irish, the very same people that Art Rooney's you know, family is uh, a descendants from, the Protestants. I see why they fought the Catholics because you were hypocritical. How could you say that you love God and your religion is better when you murdered Jesus? Not saying much about the Protestants because they weren't in biblical times as far as being on hand with Jesus walking the Holy Land. You were. And you had a chance to make a difference in the world that made you look good or bad. You chose the bad like you're choosing now, choosing the demon. You always are stupid, you know, about your arrogancy of you thinking you're better than everybody and you don't have to listen to anybody. That's your flaw. That's what the demon uses with you is arrogancy. That's one of his tools, having you arrogant and disbelief. And that's the reason why you're a demon and you have to be slain. So all the other denominations will accept the, the, the angel and you won't. Even the Protestants, they're way ahead of you. Because they get it. In order for them to have anything good on a platform, they have to have something good in it. 
and this is Jesus. And this is having the angels. And that means that things will change for the better for them and their denominations and their congregation. You're self-centered. It's all about your organization and that is it. You don't care about the people. And the Greeks, they are your overseers and they tell you what to do and what not to do. They hold the gun to your head on change or not changing. You're weak amongst your own ranks because you're not free to make your own decisions without the Greeks telling you what to do. So you've been controlled. So what's the use? What's, what good is the Vatican? You just extort. That's all you do. So I want my money back. So here's what we're going to do. Since I pretty much ran your operation for all those years, 42 years, your churches, Catholic churches, uh, um, Catholic charities, you know, I fueled and funded your organizations. I'm going to liquidate them because you can't pay me back all that money for the 42 years. So you're hurting me. You hurt me. I want to hurt you. And that's what I'm going to do. We're going to liquidate your organization because you're no use to anybody. You don't even want to go in the path of the angel. You still stand on the platform of the demon. So that's something we're not going to use because we have our own tormenting demon. We don't need yours. You're just in here as a loose cannon. So we're going to liquidate the Catholic diocese, Catholic charities, and the Vatican. That's a lot of money. We need that. A holy war and a holy crusade needs funding, and you will fund us. Because the holy disciples of the Lord is moving on you now. They know the truth. And since you want to be an arrogant Catholic and Roman and Greek and Italian, Sicilian, these are the rules. You're caught on the bad side of the thing. You're not caught on the good side. You won't even um, assimilate for God. You won't do anything for God. You're just being defiant. We don't have time for defiant right now. We need people that are God-fearing people that want to try to make a change and get off of that bad demonic platform that ruled for eons, that captured God into hell and the disciples of the Lord and I, you know, uh, had to go battle the demon to get free God and Jesus. Because you knew he was held captive in hell and you knew the truth about the angels versus the demons. That's the reason why when Tom Hanks made the movie, you left a cliffhanger so people would be confused about it. You never wanted the truth to come out about the actual reality on what happened to God and Jesus. So I deciphered those things and I brought it to light. I know you're mad at me, Greeks, but we're mad at you because you told us a lie all those years and kept the truth away from us. You knew the truth. The game is over as far as you playing uh, poker and try to confuse us with your demonic ways hidden with the church. I notice your movies. You're not that strong, you know, because in your movies, you show that the demon is stronger than the church. Because if you notice the Exorcist 3 movie, the Exorcist 3, that's the one with uh, George C. Scott. At the beginning of the movie, the demon broke through the church doors and came through the church doors and one of the Holy Mary Saint statues, it brought all types of, you know, demonic winds in there and just, you know, trashed the church. And when we seen the Holy Mary statue, it had a penis on it, on it a penis so the, you showed that the demonic forces are more powerful than the church because 
you figured the Catholic Church should have been holy ground. And the demon, the demon should have been allowed to enter holy ground. But and you, you depicted it as the demon being too strong for the church. So that showed you were weak, the Catholic Church, because the demon defiled the church and did that to the, cha the, the statue uh, the statue of uh, Holy Mary, uh, Mary Magdam, um, and put a penis on it. So you always showed that the demon was stronger than the faith. And you always showed that when the demon was casted out the host, it destroyed and killed the host from your exorcisms. The only one that survived in those movies was Linda Blair and the movie Exorcist. The host was able to be out of the little girl because the priest, he sacrificed himself and told the demon to come into him. And that went on to be the Exorcist 3 where the demon was lingering around and one of the, the uh, Zodiac killer because he took uh, Father Mariner, he took his soul and he repaired it over the years with the demon to keep him subdued in uh, a horrible bondage in hell being persecuted and hung on the cross and being used he was Debner dead, but the demon host kept him alive and mended him so he can use him for his evil deeds. So you've always depicted that the demon was stronger. Was that the cat? Was that the Greeks really uh, pushing that because they wanted to put the fear in man that the demon was the ruler? You were helping the demon, you know. I didn't see anything, you know, it showed that when even your your uh, exorcists, pastors, or priests tried to exorcise the demon out of a body, they were taken as well as far as being destroyed in the process of trying to do so. So that showed that your Catholics are weak. when it comes to fighting the demon. You know that that's what it portrayed. You know, you understand that. Do you understand the philosophy of what I'm saying about how you let yourself be depicted on screen? You know, I watch these movies all the time. I love these movies because I learned the demon. My mother just said, why do you watch that stuff? I said, I'm learning the demon. I'm, I'm learning how he fights. She thought that at first that I, I was favoring the demon, but I wasn't. She knew that that wasn't true because she knew she brought me up in the church. So I, I learned all denominations because, you know, when we were kids, we went to all denominations to uh, worship and even Catholic. So we know about you. Mormons, we went to churches like that. Uh Baptist churches, Church of the Holy, uh, Church of God in Christ, all types of Methodist churches. You know, we went to all those different denominations to learn Christianity. Anybody that's preaching, you know, God's word, we went and we listened. As children, we were glad to get up on Sunday like the day, get dressed up, and go to church. And we were little kids. And our parents would just, oh, okay, y'all get together and walk the church together. Where we lived at, we had so many different churches around us. We had more churches than bars. In a lot of places, they have more bars than churches. And we were, they were in walking distance. We could walk there. But it seems to me that, you know, you guys, your arrogancy is what really got you caught up. You're in there claiming something that's not yours and you're caught on the demon side. We're out here being demon slayers, so we got to slay you. Because you do not want to comply with moving on with the angel.
that's a new life for you. You know, I mean, that was a good chance for you to have an advantage in changing your life and changing things. But you chose to be a stick in the mud and be demonic. So that's your choice. And that's where we'll leave you at. We don't have time to play with you because you're grown. You're grown people. You're not children. You know, and, you know, now, you know, uh, like I said, I have a few suggestions on you um, doing what you're doing in your church. You know, I was going to say when you start back, if you would accept the demons, let your let your priests and pastors, you know, have a, a life. You know, if they want to, uh, you know, be able to enjoy themselves in some type of bondage and sexually be involved, let them do so because God gave you those tools to use. He didn't give you those tools to say that you have to stay celibate. He never he never said that. You made that up. Have you seen a nun's face lately? She's on fire. She looks more miserable than anything. She don't look like she's been touched by God. She's looked like she hasn't been touched sexually. Look at you. Have you seen a priest's face lately? He's always so serious. Even you bishops and Catholics. But I know that you brokered off an ordainship for a bishop that I know that's married and he has a wife. So why don't you do that with your other bishops and uh, priests and cardinals? Why aren't they allowed to uh, fornicate with women and be involved sexually? God didn't say for you not to use those tools, you know. It's just that it's just this. Like the bishop that I know, he's married. So he that's his ball and chain and he she's his. She can't fornicate with anybody else and neither can him. Because they went before God and they swore that they were the ones that want to be together for the rest of their lives. So when they did that, so be it. God granted it. They can't do nobody but them as far as sex. But the ones that are not married, I went to church one time and it was my ex's church. Her family came up in that church and she wanted to participate in the church and everything like that. But I told her. I said, your church is a stickler about marriage. Me and her wasn't married. And we tried to participate in the program. You know what they told us? That we can't participate because we're not married. Isn't that stupid? We went together. We were involved, but we had to be married. How dumb is that? We're still together. So I told her, I said, see what I told you, how your church is, they're stuffy. They got boards up their ass. They think they're better than anybody. Marriage does not solve anything. People will get married and get divorced all the time. Just because you're married, it doesn't make you any more special than anybody. People that, you know, are involved in each other in long-term relationships is pretty much like a marriage. And mostly my relationships, if you ask any of my girlfriends, was like, 14, 15, you know, years, 11 years. And that was because, you know, a lot of, you know, one of, you know, one of my relationships, we were high school sweethearts and we stayed together from kids, all teenagers, all the way up until we were adults in our twenties. So when you're in a relationship long-term, that's like a marriage. But the church always must have to, you know, rewrite things and make their rules to be the way that they want it to be. And I know the angels and demons that God doesn't really care about that. The fortification part, because I'll tell you why. And he would rather for you to fortificate in his house than to be a lustful person in Lucifer's. Because you're not paying attention to him. I'll tell you why. You remember when Jesus walked the Holy Land? And he came up across a town where this town was getting ready to stone this woman because she was a fornicator of a lot of the married men in the town. So they say. So the women got together 
and even some of the men that didn't want the truth to come out. And they were all ready to stone her to death because that's what they did back then. They took stones and stoned you to death. It was kind of brutal and barbaric, but that's what they did. So Jesus, she appealed to him and she was about to be stoned to death and told her that they're getting ready to stone me because they say I have slept with the husbands and they were upset at me because of that. I know it wasn't right, but, you know, they, I needed money. You know, I, I don't have a husband and someone to take care of me. But the men, they snuck out at night and went and fortificated with her and snuck back to their wives like they weren't doing anything. But the wives got wind of it. So what he told the town was who without any sin cast the first stone and all the stones dropped on the ground. So how can you be holier than thou saying that she's a whore? She might be. But what are you? What are your secrets? What are you saying that you're not that you really are? What are you hiding deep in your soul on what you've done? You've done something. You have sinned. Everyone has. You sin when you first come out the womb. Even as a child, a baby sins. So don't be so holier than thou about people that are not always accepted in society as being acceptable to your standards because they might be a little unorthodox about things that they do. You know, you Catholics, you think that you're better than people, and that's the reason why people don't really care for you. That's the reason why the Protestants don't care for you, because you tried to force your religion on them, and them knowing the angels versus the demons that you are the ones who murdered Jesus. So how can you tell somebody to accept you until you correct that? You, it can be corrected, but you're not willing to do that because you accept the demon along with the Greeks. So you fought yourself for your downfall because of your arrogancy. And you can't listen to the dark skinned man that has the truth and the new way for you to accept God and the angels, not the demon. You depict yourself as being strong people, but you're weak because you don't want to go along with the goodness of society, just the bad. So that's the reason why you only have a, bla a bad platform. You don't have a good platform. We have both, bad and good, good and bad, because we have balance. But our bad is minimal to maybe 25%. We've cleaned up our bad side, maybe 75% clean and our 25% bad. So I think we've done pretty good on trying to do things to prepare ourselves for God to take over and get back in control of the angels versus the demons. You want to keep it the same way, whereas the demon is the ruler, so you can keep the control of the fear, but we don't fear you Catholics. We don't fear you Greeks. We might feel sorry for you because you're not thinking right and you're thinking stupid because you always listen to the rabbi to tell you to do murders. You listen to the rabbi all the time. Your partner's in crime, as well as the Greeks. So you ponder that thought and marinate on that and on that note, I will say God bless you. God bless the people today on this Sunday. Allah be praised. You know, that's God too now. When I bring Allah into it, Allah means God, Catholic Church. So Allah be praised, Buddha, the great God Buddha, be a good, healthy entity that prospers in achieving goodness for its people. The Hindu and God, you do the same, and you all have a blessed Sunday. I will talk to you this evening and or later.
show the daily bread. God bless.